Hello folks, I hope you are having a wonderful, wonderful Wednesday. Welcome back to the podcast. And if you're new, welcome to episode three. I'm your host, ELT Diva. And today is our third episode and I'm super, super excited. In this episode, I actually was inspired by a friend of mine and also a fellow educator. We're going to call her Miss Guava. And on this episode, I'm going to be talking about um, what, what it means to work with different age groups, elementary versus high school. I will only be talking about elementary and high school because I only have experience in those two. I do not have middle school experience and quite frankly, I do not wish to have middle school experience. Um, So before we get started with all that goodness, I actually want to introduce a new segment on the podcast called Chisma Time. And Chisma Time was inspired by the podcast The Sesh. They used to have um, spicy topics on their podcast. Not, they don't have them so much anymore but um i was inspired by their podcast to do cheese time on this podcast um only that instead of pop culture it would be on you know something that happened during the week that's just kind of like cheese or um any cheese in the education field that has come out new research anything like that so let's get started with our chisme. So this week I have a lot of chisme to tell you all. Um, so let me start with the first thing. So um, I am new to the podcasting wor- world, obviously. So um, two weeks ago when I edited my podcast, I realized that I was hitting the mic too much. Um, I honestly thought (laughs) if I would hold the mic, um, I would sound better and I would have better audio quality. But when I went, when I went back and when I went to go edit my podcast, I realized that was a horrible, horrible mistake. And also having the AC on was also another horrible, horrible mistake. The only um, beautiful mistake that happened (laughs) in my podcast two weeks ago was Pakal's meow. Yes, I told you Pakal is a diva and he's a Leo and he always wants to show up. So he had to show up the second episode during leo season of course so yeah thank you Pakal, for being so cute and blessing us all with your cute meows anyway another thing um that's going on with the podcast is i have realized that my schedule has been 
very um busy at the moment um which kind of ties into my next achievement i started my master courses and they are oh my gosh they're very heavy so instead of doing weekly podcast i might do every other week um still on wednesdays the day of communication and mercury um but maybe i might do every other week because honestly i think that i have a lot on my plate and sometimes i can't get to a weekly episode and then i feel guilty about it and then um I just don't want to feel that way so instead of maybe doing it once a week um, I'm gonna do it twice um, every other week excuse me and if I end up doing it weekly well I end up doing it weekly you know like that's just life it's gonna go on so um, I'm just telling you all now that in case you don't get a weekly episode, you will get an episode the following week. Let's get um, juicy on this master's degree topic. So the achievement is that I started my master's about three weeks ago. Oh my gosh, I can't believe it. It's been three weeks already. Three weeks full of research. Um, three weeks filled with imposter syndrome and three weeks just um getting denied off of like my research proposal and just taking off points and so that's the other thing I wanted to talk about is my professor I don't know what their deal is because um they keep knocking me off points and like for like unreasonable (laughs) reasons like for example for my first week um for my master's courses I got enrolled in late I got enrolled like four days late because um my advisor wasn't doing their job and just completely like lost track of my schedule and so I had to kind of like be on top of my advisor which should not be the case if that's the case um try to get a new advisor or just um get a calendar with like all your dates and just make sure you're emailing them constantly and that communication is there because again they might like forget or something so my my advisor enrolled me in late right and so the next day after i was enrolled um obviously i had to get my books and everything so the next day i was enrolled i had an assignment due and that assignment was worth like seven points and that's a lot of points in my program and so i was like oh my gosh, I'm not going to get any points because I didn't complete this assignment because I was, um, I came in late and I don't even have the books and like, I just, um, I have no resources to do my assignment. So, cause the assignment was very like based on the, the book we were reading, like the class text we were reading and I didn't have it yet. So 
I emailed the professor that um, I was going to turn in my assignment late due to the fact that I was enrolled in late. And I told her that I would have it like n n no later by Monday, both of my assignments, because one of my assignments was due on Thursday and another of my assignments was due on Sunday. And I told her I would I would have both of my assignments turned in by Monday. And she was like, oh, yeah, you can turn turn it in late. I totally understand. Blah, blah, blah. Tell me why the next week when I looked at my grade, my grade was only like it should have been 100 percent. But my grade was knocked down points. And then I read the feedback and it said points deducted due to it being late. Um, lady, you told me I could turn it in late. I didn't know, like, turning it in late meant, okay, you can turn it in late, but I'm going to take off points. Like, you weren't clear about that. My other professors that I had in this program, like, really didn't have a late policy. Um, a lot of professors would be like, yeah, um, this university doesn't really, like, care about the late policy. Um, because the due dates are just there to, they're just there to keep you on track. Um, you have to turn in everything by the end of the four weeks to, in order to start your new course. So that's how I thought this was, but apparently she takes off like late points, which I think is super like cringy. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Especially if you told me like, yeah, it's fine without telling me. Um, yeah, it's fine, but I'm going to take off points. Like, you could have said that, but she didn't. I don't know. Am I overreacting because of these little points? I don't know. You tell me. Um, so that's what happened. And then the next week, I started doing my research proposal for my master's degree like my thesis and stuff and um she took off a lot of points off of my uh like introduction page which i thought i mean i thought my introduction was really great and then i even um consulted some of my like fellow educator friends and they were like yeah that that's like an awesome like essay like you're for sure gonna get full points i even i even contacted um miss guava because miss guava was gonna help me with like um primary research for my research proposal um so she she was like yeah that's great like add that in there and everything and then um the professor took off points. So I'm going to tell you what was my research question and then I'll tell you what she said. So my research question was, what is the average percentage of trans border students or trans fronterizo high school students graduation rate considering the extra challenges they faced? They face and quotation mark, right? That's my question. And 
in case you didn't in case you didn't know the challenges that um transfrontarizo students face i'm gonna list them so they face transportation challenge they also face social economic status sleep deprivation unhealthy eating habits um such as skipping meals and fast food um they basically have no social life beyond the bell and many of these transfronterizo students are first generation so they have all of these challenges right and i explained this in my research proposal paper and she said the comment was that there was already research on this and that like i didn't need to write my research thesis on this i was shook it because like first of all lady show me the data like there is no research on this the reason why i wanted to propose this question was so that parents would um have facts and data backing up why they should send is it worth sending their child to another country every single day crossing the border every single day what are the numbers of the graduation rate um but she denied my question and i was like okay lady like ya no me caes bien you know like at the beginning no me caes bien because of what you did of docking me points for like being late even though it wasn't my fault anyway ya me cayó gorda so i'm just like trying to get through this month ya nomás me queda una semana so hopefully mm, she like doesn't take more points off because moving on to my next one so i changed it per her request um and i had to write another research proposal so i wrote so my question is what are the best supports that the community can provide latinx high school ELD students in order to improve language acquisition and learning and this homegirl took away a full 10 points she gave me an 86 on my paper and she was telling me that like I I dig a little bit too deep into the rationale of things when that's like my next assignment I was I was dumbfounded. I could not believe it. I was like, lady, make up your mind. Do you like my questions or not? But anyway, that's the first cheese my topic that I have about how my master's is going the first month of it. Ya acabo mi master's in two more months. So me faltan dos meses. And by the end of those two months, I will have like a 30 page thesis, which is kind of incredible um i can't believe i'm gonna do that but here we are okay the next cheeseman topic and this is the last cheeseman topic that i have for today is i'm gonna call him unhelpful partner next door um because let me tell you why because um 
And last week, I went to a school and like the teacher requested me and whatever. And um, surprise, surprise, the teacher didn't leave me any lesson plans. She said she left them online, but um, she didn't. Like, I didn't have access to them. And, okay, so the reason why I say unhelpful partner next door was because I, like, in the morning when I got to school, I was trying to find the lesson plan and I couldn't find it. So, um... The teacher texts me and she's like, oh, go to my partner next door. He's super helpful. Like, he knows what we're doing. Um, he can tell you what to do. And I was like, sketched out at first because I was like, okay, well, if I would have had a lesson plan, I won't, won't have to go, like, next door and, like, bother him. But anyway, I didn't have lesson plans. So I went next door. No me quedaba de otra. I went next door and I was like hey um the teacher left no lesson plans um she told me that you knew what to do and you could tell me what to do right <sighs> this per this professor this teacher goes um yeah she left the lesson plans online and i go yes but she didn't leave me a computer where I could access the materials because let me give you some background information if you're not a substitute teacher. Um, okay, so any technology that the teacher wants you to use, like a doc camera, um, a computer, if she if the teacher wants you to look up any videos, they'll leave you a computer. Either they'll leave it in their classroom or they will take it up to the main office. So when the substitute teacher gets there, the main office will be like, here, the teacher said you'll need this for today. So that's how things usually go. The union um, tells us that we should not bring our personal laptops because if something happens to them, the school will not be responsible and you will not get a repairment so it's advised against bringing your own laptop y pues so i go next door and he's all like didn't you bring your own laptop to do your job and i go <laughs> i start laughing like seriously like i couldn't contain myself like i don't care you know i started laughing and i go no i didn't bring my own laptop and he goes why not and i said because i am supposed to be provided a laptop by the teacher or by the school in order to do my job the union advises me against bringing my own laptop because if any damages are done i cannot get it replaced and he was like, well, it's your job. You should have your laptop. And I go, no, I shouldn't. Like, And then I, I said, no, I shouldn't. And then he goes, well, how do you do your work? And I go, um, I, I say, once again, either the school provides me with a laptop or the teacher provides me with a laptop. Or if they are more traditional, they would leave me a paper lesson plan 
that gives me details on what I should do. And he rolls his eyes and he's all like, okay, I'll give you work to do. And I was like, at that point, I was just like, okay, sir, like, if you don't want to help me, I can figure it out on my own. Like, I'll just like invent that stuff, you know? Um, But he ended up giving me like one or two things that were not so very helpful. So I was just like, whatever. Um, Pero yeah, eso me pasó, like... Como me cae gordo que, like, you're just going to ask for help and they're like, oh, you're not doing your job because you didn't bring your own laptop. Like, hello, sir. No, teachers are supposed to provide me with a laptop. Not even teachers. The school should be providing me with a laptop. So, and this is not the first time this has happened. Like, me pasó el semestre pasado when I was at that school. What did I call it? grizzly bears rosley bears i don't know um i forgot what i called it i think it was grizzly bears when i was at grizzly bears a teacher told me the same thing and i was like what the heck like anyway so that concludes cheese my time sec segment i hope you all enjoyed the cheese my time i know i did because anybody who knows me in real life knows I love cheese man like I can just be in the cheese man all freaking day um the reason why I like doing my nails um and I like doing other people's nails is because puedo estar en el chisme todo el día you know like I'll just be like there cheese man though and then I'll just be doing people's nails or when I do my nails I hear other people's cheese man on a podcast I love it so yeah i decided to incorporate it into my podcast okay so now moving on to our episode of today which is i don't know what i'm gonna title it yet but which is like um what age group should i teach um can i do you have any info on like team meetings pds prep time all of that good stuff so the reason why i came up with this episode today well was actually because of miss guava miss guava gave me the wonderful idea and i decided to use it i I asked her i was like should i make this a podcast episode and then she was like si totalmente so i was like okay i'll do it um so let me see i don't really have an outline so i'll just be um improvising it as usual (laughs) so um the reason why this came up is because um yesterday i got offered a job (laughs) at an elementary school that i sub at um actually the same elementary school with the unhelpful teacher next door (laughs) um but it's a great school honestly i think it's just that teacher who's like amargado and i don't know what his deal is but es un viejo amargado um and so i got offered a job and i denied it i said no to it um because i cannot 
teach at an elementary school like I just can't do it I appreciate the teachers who do do it for example my partner he's a sixth grade teacher and he does it um but that age group is not for me okay um different people have different things that they're good at and i'm i just don't think i'm the best fit for elementary school um one because like that age group just um requires a lot of energy that i just don't have (laughs) not to sound like oh i don't have energy for whatever but it's just elementary school is too much and let me tell you how so for me and my personal experience for my long-term substitute teaching jobs and just doing like day-to-day and just like observing other teachers and what my fellow educator friends tell me um so this is all based on like primary um independent research that i have conducted so for elementary first thing is first the age group um i think if anything um the age group that i would work in with elementary would be probably like the highest grade like probably like sixth grade because don't get me wrong i like kids and you know all the things but um lesson planning for an elementary class is a lot i think i am just better at one subject instead of you know six subjects some people can do it and kudos to you if you do that um but i am more of a person that likes focusing on one thing and getting very good at it so for example english and language learners um i'm very good at that and i feel like for elementary school it's not just focused on english learners and learning english it's focused on math science pe all of those things and don't get me wrong so it's high school but high school has a different teacher that is experts in one subject and so that's what I like about high school is that I am an expert in what I'm teaching and not just like in elementary school when I'm teaching like math I'll be like um I like for example we're doing Eureka like the math that I have been exposed to is Eureka math which is one of the common core standards for um California um is Eureka math so like they have different formulas now of like doing things that versus when I did them when I was in um, elementary school and it's just different for me and um, I just prefer teaching one subject right so there's that elementary versus high school is the like the lesson plans Um, I think I would be better at, or not I think, I know I am better at just planning one thing and be really good at it rather than like six different things. The next thing is um, parents. So 
I have always um, been a little bit intimidated by parents, not not because um, like parents are like the worst thing that could ever happen. No, it's because I just um, like my job because I don't really have to talk to adults. Um, like I literally talk to children all day, high school children and like elementary school children. Like um, parents are just a whole different ball game. If you work with adults, like in an actual office or if you're a social worker or something like that and you work with adults, um, kudos to you. Like that is um, some big commitment that I don't think I could do so um for example parents I was telling Miss Guava that from my experience I've had really hmm, tough parents um I've had a lot of experience with tough parents and I feel like for elementary school I can't be as um not as creative but as um I can, I, in elementary school, uh, we don't dive deep into many topics um, versus high school. You can talk a little bit more in depth and have a more um, of a conversation, a back and forth conversation with high school students rather than elementary students about certain topics. For example, um, and I'm going to give two examples here just to keep it like short and sweet because I have plenty of examples, but just to keep it short and sweet, when I was working at Grizzly Bears, I had, uh, two incidents with, I think the same parent, um, and admin support. So that's another thing that you want to think of, um, administration support when you're looking for a job. Um, so this was during hybrid learning where I was going to school in the morning, had kids in the morning, and then had, they would go home and then I would stay on campus and I would Zoom in the afternoon with like more than half of the class. So, um, this position I was given to because when the principal like recommended me and like offered me the job but two because but two because the teacher I was taking over um she actually was like deuces in the middle of the semester and said I'm moving to Iowa so um in the middle of the semester the teacher said deuces one week before she actually said deuces and they hired me she left me with like no idea what to do and no like direction or whatever so i had to come up with my own things um because my team was not very supportive like my first grade team was not the most supportive and that's the other thing i want to talk about um but to not digress for right now i'm talking about parents so um for example i was teaching asl like something algo super normal like who wouldn't want to know learn 
ASL, you know what I mean? So I was teaching them that for like their, um, for like their morning time and like morning work that we did. Um, so I was putting on some videos for ASL from like Jack Hartman, if any elementary school teachers out there, you know what I'm talking about. Jack Hartman is this guy who like does educational videos like that's all i can say and he does these educational videos for asl tambien so like we learn the alphabet with him and we learn how to say hello how are you i hope you're having a good day all of that good stuff so i was teaching that in my morning segment and i just want to mention that this morning time only took about like I want to say 10 minutes because it wasn't that long and um, it was just like part of our morning routine, you know, and I noticed that the kids really liked learning some of them. This ASL was their third language because they spoke English, Spanish, and now they were learning ASL. So it was our third language. Tell me why I get a parent complain and the parent complains to admin, not even to myself. The parent complains to admin saying that, um, why am I teaching ASL? And that is not part of, that shouldn't be part of my teaching. The ball, what the heck? And then the, I think the AP came into my room and she was like, Miss ELD Diva, can I talk to you for a minute? And I was like, I'm in the middle of class and then she was like, okay, well, I'll come back during your lunch. And I was like, oh my God, aparte me van a quitar mi lunch no manches. Okay, so during my lunch, she came in and she was like, well, we had a parent complain about you. And I was like, what? And she told me that they complained about me teaching ASL and she told me that um, to stop teaching it because that parent complained that they want didn't want to hear it hear like the learning videos of the ASL anymore so I need to take them off yeah um that was what she said of course I argued this and I said that um because the admin was making it seem like I was doing such a bad thing for teaching my kids like ASL and um I said that I defended myself because I felt like she was like attacking me and um I said I have no fault here like I this I can't get in trouble it's against my contract because I was being inclusive and I was including all types of diverse learners um so esa era la primera I had to take down my ASL videos um because admin was like if you don't take them down like you can't teach that anymore and I was like okay well I guess I'm gonna have to take them down. Me dolía el alma. Like, it was something very personal to me because my uncle, he's deaf and that's how he communicates. Um, of course, not American, Mexican, but um, I was like, 
what the heck like i was just being diverse and inclusive and like here comes admin telling me that i have to shut that down esa era la primera la segunda um i was doing like a read aloud and the read aloud was like something like super normal and it was talking about like a gay couple and um to me i thought that was normal like because it was talking about a family and um like I was like, okay, there are different kinds of families, not just, like, one kinds of families. So, like, I was talking about, like, a gay couple or whatever, and I was explaining it to the students, um, how, like, it doesn't matter, two people love each other and stuff like that. And the same parent complained, and this parent was, like, a homophobe, apparently, because, like, why would you complain about that, right? And, um admin once again came into my classroom and was like you can't be reading those books like and i was like what books like this is like a normal book hello it's 2021 like are you serious i can't read quote unquote these types of books because if not you'll say like my job is on the line hello like that's not okay you're being um discriminative not me so that was the other thing i had to deal with with parents and admin my admin was super unsupportive and um it was just causing me stress that i didn't need to have you know stress on top of the pandemic stress you know what i'm talking about so that was like an unessential thing i had to deal with Um, so the next thing I want to talk about is the team meetings and professional development or prep time difference versus elementary and high school based on my experience, of course. So, um, based on my experience, elementary and high school prep time and professional development meetings and Um, not so much team meetings, but professional development meetings and prep time meetings are very, very different. Um, and something you should take into consideration when thinking about if you want to teach elementary or high school. Um, and this is because in elementary school, for example, Um, when I was doing uh, long-term assignments for um, for like the pandemic, um, my contract said that every month there would be like two professional development meetings on like just learning new things, like let's say learning about Nearpod or learning about like LPAC or Dibbles learning and that was mandatory um and our team meetings just to give you a little background would be like let's say Mondays um the kids would get out like one hour early and um the PD was one hour long so during those PDs um let's say you had four in a month So two of those PDs would be um, just learning something new like Nearpod or any resources that the principal thinks is helpful. And the other two 
are like team meetings were team meetings right so like for example i had second grade so it would be a second grade team meeting and um you had one hour to plan for either your entire week or the next day or catch up on whatever you need to catch up on like LPAC testing anything like that so um basically you only get two hours out of the whole month to prep and um during your team meetings your team should be and I say should because I've had the unfortunate experience where it wasn't. But your team, like your team, should be supportive and should be bouncing off of ideas off of you. Like, let's say you're you need to catch up on a science lesson, but you have no idea like how to teach it. Your team is supposed to help you and say, hey, these are some things that work for me. Maybe try it out in your classroom, see if it works for you. And then vice versa. If they need help on something you're excelling at, like let your team know. You know, you're all teachers, like you all want students to excel, right? Well, that wasn't my experience. So um, having good teammates is an essential part of the job because like collaborative learning is like the best kind of learning you know what i'm talking about and um for high school the reason why i love high school so much is because you actually do get prep time so for example um let's say like your high school i'm gonna take my high school for example um my high school would be uh one two three period right so we would have three periods in one day instead of six periods because six periods is ridiculous but anyway um we had three periods during the day and each period was like an hour and like 40 minutes something like that so let's say you're a high school teacher and you had um first period as your prep period for that prep period you would not have any students and you would be able to prepare any lesson plans for your next classes or ideally um the week right um so let's say um your prep was period one you would have an hour and 40 minutes to plan and then the next day you wouldn't have any time but the follow the day after that you would have your prep period again so um that's the great part about high school i think you get a prep period and also um your team meetings are from my experience my team meetings were very collaborative and like bouncing off of ideas off of each other especially like the team lead was very resourceful and helped us with a lot of things versus like elementary school i had teammates that were just not it you know what i'm talking about <laughs> so there are some things um i think you should think about when you're exploring your options of elementary versus high school 
there are a lot of pros to elementary there's a lot of pros to high school there's a lot of cons to elementary there's a lot of cons to high school so i would suggest looking into something that you can do a long term because remember your forgiveness loans are 10 years so you have to be a teacher for 10 years in order for your loans to get paid off so um think about something that you can do for around 10 years even um for the rest of your career because so you can get like um retirement and stuff like that so um that those are some things that you think about and if you're really unsure like i was um i just when i started at the beginning of my teaching journey i had no idea if i wanted to do high school or elementary i knew i loved high school but i knew that if i did an experiment with elementary i would um say like oh what if i like this better what if i would have been happier stuff like that so that's why i decided to become a substitute teacher in order to become more like aware of these things and have more experience on like elementary and high school and doing it since 2018 has given me more perspective so i think subbing helped me solidify my decisions on whether i should be in high school or elementary school because in in substitute teaching you have so much flexibility that um you by being exposed to this you can decide easier or at least that's how it was for me so yeah folks those are um a little bit so yeah folks those are some things that i have here for you to look out for when you're thinking about doing elementary or high school um and that's actually it for this episode if you would like to send me any suggestions or if you want to send me any like horror stories classroom horror stories that you want me to read um and mention in this episode you can totally send them to me at eldpodcast at gmail.com um and i'd be happy to um take your suggestions like for example miss guava said that this suggestion gave me this suggestion so i decided to do it today and i think this episode is actually very helpful and great so Thank you all for listening and I hope you have a wonderful, wonderful week and I'll talk to you either next week or the week after that. Bye, guys, for las sombritas, folks. Until next time. Bye. Bye.